This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, today we've got a special return guest on the podcast, or maybe I can have a different intro for him. It's from the Senate with Mark Wayne Mullen, so it's not its not like my normal interviews. It's kind of a different one. So if you guys aren't familiar with this, he is going to be coming on here once a month. So he's a United States senator representing the great state of Oklahoma, and about once a month he's going to come on here, and we're going to talk about stuff that is happening you know, right now, the stuff that's happening in the news cycle, because basically the day I record this is the day I put it out, if, if not just the day after or something like that. So it's really, really pertinent to the time period that we're living in. But on this particular episode, we we talk about President Trump quite a bit because he hung out with President Trump at the uh, rest, the NCAA wrestling finals that were happening over the weekend uh, Saturday in Tulsa. And so he talked about what it was like having Trump there with him and kind of the whole story about how he was invited and how he accepted it, but then also how the people of Oklahoma responded to him, but also everybody else from around the country that was in Tulsa that day and how they responded to him and how these guys would get done winning or losing their, their national championship match. And then they'd go over there and want to get a picture with Trump and shake his hand and do those types of things. And so, and it was also funny just hearing him talk about the Secret Service. It was like, what in the heck are we going to do? Like, this was not the greatest, most secure location for the former president. But then we obviously got into the news that broke over the weekend where Trump announced that he expects to be arrested this week. And so kind of everything that's going to be going into that, you know, by the time you listen to this, he may have already been arrested. Mark Wayne kind of gives his ideas as to whether or not he can actually be arrested because he would have to be taken out of the custody of the United States Secret Service, which is not something that a president or former president is ever allowed to do because of the sense the sense of nature, I guess, of the all the stuff that they know. And so we, we talked through all of that in the different scenarios. And then before he left uh, the interview, we talked about this dust up that Mark Wayne Mullen got into with a mobbed up labor leader, a guy named uh, Sean O'Brien. He leads up the Teamsters Union. And I really liked his answer about why he went at this guy as hard as he did. And so guys, make sure you hang around and listen for that answer. But without further ado, let's get into it. Mark Wayne Mullen, welcome back to Undaunted Life of Man's podcast. Hey, brother, how you doing? I am doing well. I will say this, though. You told me off air that you almost put on a black T-shirt. And I just got to tell you, how dare you ever (laughs) try to match the black T-shirt thing? Everybody knows that's my thing, okay? You can't have my thing. You know what's funny? It was a black T-shirt and it even had a V-neck. And I was like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) He's going to think I'm flirting with him. I'm going to have to stop him. You're you're playing with fire. Now, if you start getting all a hard part in your hair and everything like that, yeah. things will get a little bit awkward. But yeah. you had a great time this weekend because uh, it was a great sports weekend for people. You had March Madness going on. You had the World Baseball Classic. But also, you had the you know national finals for NCAA wrestling. Obviously, you and yeah. I are both uh, big-time wrestling fans. But you didn't go by yourself because you could have just been a normal person. You could have just bought a ticket and marched yourself in there, saw some of your constituents because it was in Tulsa. Okay, and so... You could have just done that and made it simple, but you had a friend come with you, and I think most people will know his name and may have heard of him before. So who'd you go with? Well, uh, President Trump uh, wanted to wanted to go with me. My boys actually made the ask. So we were down in Mar-a-Lago, I don't know, I guess it was uh, October. I think maybe October. I'm not actually real sure when we were there. And uh, they, the boys were there. Of course, my whole family wrestles. All of us wrestle. My, my whole family was there. And um, the boys were talking about wrestling with, with uh, President Trump. And President Trump actually wrestled. I don't know if people know that. Okay. <clears throat> and so he was, he was talking about his experience. And he's like, you know, I figured out really quick 
Um, wrestling is not my sport. I, I, I play better if I got a football or a basketball or a baseball in my hand. And uh, he, so they started going back and forth. And President Trump was supposed to go to the NCAA finals in Minnesota when it was canceled in 2020. Mm-hmm. And so he started talking about that. And the boys said, well, why don't you go to this one? It's in Tulsa. And he immediately said yes. He called his people in there and he says, do I have anything going on? And he's planning on going on, coming in on the 17th, Friday night, the 17th, uh, because I told him the, the best time to go was actually semifinals. I think those are the best matches, the semifinals matches. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I think there's a, those are, those are just, you know, people are going for broke there. And, uh, and he said, um, uh, he said, I'll do it. And then his team said, well, so are you already got an event scheduled? He said, well, what about finals on the 18th? They said, you're wide open. And he said he was there immediately. He said he was all in and we did nothing political. It wasn't, it wasn't designed to be political. We sat and just, um, I mean, he flew in just for the tournament and he had a blast. I'm, he was, he was supposed to, he was scheduled to depart at eight o'clock and which would have put him about probably halfway through the finals to be quite frank. And yeah. he wouldn't leave. I mean, his team was up and said, sir, we're supposed to be wheels up. He says, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Because all the, every one of the, the champions were coming over there and shaking his hand. And they were so gracious and so excited to meet the president. It was, it was amazing. The crowd was electric. The, the, the crowd loved him. They started doing a wave at the BOK center and he started getting into the wave and they thought that was fun. Uh, I mean, he just, he honestly, he was, I've been around him for six years. And it's probably the most relaxed I've ever seen him um, with people. I mean, he his his of course the uh, his, his um, uh, secret service was going eight crazy about it because hmm. everybody was swarming him and it wasn't very secure. Uh, they were pushing people out of the way, and he would yell at them, "No, you let him come, let him come, let him come." <sighs> and just take, if he took one picture, he took a thousand pictures. And uh, if you're an all American. He was getting you through that line. If you were, if you were an academy, so naval, air force, mm-hmm. or or West Point, if he saw your uniform, he was calling you over, or he was hollering at me, telling me to call him over. Um, I mean, if you were a kid, if you were a kid, uh, if I don't care what age, if you were a kid, if you were six years old or you're 18 years old, he was having you come over. Um, you know, my whole re- my boys' wrestling team from Bigsby. They all took pictures with him, and I mean for the whole the whole entire tournament. And the only time he wouldn't take pictures when when the matches were going on. As soon as his matches were over, he'd stand up and start taking pictures with people again. And uh, and it was just it was just much. I think the 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 one ninety seven pounder, and I forget where the kid is from, but I mean he was just a bloody mess, and he was walking through there and didn't recognize it was the present because that was just the direction that the champions were leaving. And when he saw it was President President Trump, he threw his headgear and grabbed him with both hands, which typically that's not a good idea. With Secret no, Service. not a great idea. And I looked at the Secret Service guy like, are you going to grab him? And he just he kind of stepped back because I got to know the Secret Service guy is the one, especially the one on Trump the whole time. And I mean, he was just like, oh, my God, his lips were bloody. His teeth were bloody. President Trump just, I mean, he thought that was the coolest thing. And the kid was just like, this is the greatest day ever. I mean, he was just, I love you and all that. And he, it was just really neat. And, um, and so anyways, he, uh, <laughs> he, um, when he turned around and took a picture and when he was leaving, I asked the, um, um, 
I asked the, his, the Secret Service guy, I said, why don't you jump in on that one? He said, did you see the guy? <laughs> I mean, 197 pounders weigh in at 197. They're not 197. No. Those are monsters. No, this guy, this guy was, was, was big. And, uh, and I just kind of laughed. I said, what was your option? He says, shoot him. I wasn't going to grab him. <laughs> Oh, I think that was the kid, uh, the kid from Pitt. But yeah, I mean, that was like such I mean, a run. Pitt, it was Pitt. Yeah, Golden Yellow. I remember his jersey or his you know, his uh, jersey. I can't, I can't believe singlet. it. Singlet. Singlet. Uh, yeah, it was it was Golden Yellow, so it was Pitt. Yeah. Well, so yeah, and you're no one's ever going to let you live that down that you just called it a jersey, Mister. I know, I know. So yeah, I know. oh I'm man, yeah. and I'm not going to clip it out either. But no, you so should let's totally take that because that's me inserting my foot. And but I do got an excuse. It's because my elbow is throbbing. Why we're sitting here talking because I just came back from the orthopedic who decided to drill in my elbow bone and it is, it's feeling great. Well, I'm never going to have to deal with this because I'm going to be young forever, but it's you old guys, you know, yeah. it's you old guys that still yeah. think you can work out and your elbow and, and your leg and your hip and your whatever, but it, yeah. it's okay. I'll never be wow. there, but you, you just try to work through it. Do you, do you know where I'm going right after this? I'm going to go to the chiropractor because my boys jumped on me last night, uh, feeling froggy. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know this. I, I swear, Kyle, they don't know this, but they jumped on me last night and uh, they were doing, we're, they were trying to do chokes and uh, and they were doing them wrong. You know, being a black belt in jujitsu, I was like, ah, listen, we're going to do this right. And so I was right. teaching them how to do it. And then when I taught them, then they started hooking up with me. And, uh, and man, they cranked my neck and my neck popped. And I'm telling you from here down, I, I feel old today. I'm like this, trying to turn. So I got I to go to the chiropractor in a little bit. And I'm just like, you, this is, this is awful. 45 as a rule suck to it. It is, it's killing, it's killing me. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm not really looking forward to it, but just the other day. So I have a rib that's a little bit out of place right now and I haven't been yeah. able to get over to the chiropractor. So I got my, the nerves are all going crazy right now and I've been able to hide it until last night when my two-year-old decided he wanted to like super fly Jimmy Schnooka from a chair and just like <laughs> land on my stomach. And he landed right on it. And I yelped like a stuck pig and oh, it, it was terrible. Oh, it's a you know, front rib, not a back rib. Uh, it's in the front. And every time that I've messed up a rib, it's been like right near the sternum. Oh. Like before I yeah. tested for blue or uh, for purple belt, I had a rib that was like out. Like it, it popped so bad, Mark Wayne. Like it was about three weeks before I tested for a purple belt. Like, the people around us stopped rolling because they heard the rib yeah. go. It was like, Kapah! and like, it was, it was terrible. And guys, if you've never had a rib injury before, like that's one thing, but a rib yeah. injury and then trying to do grappling of any kind, like moving your torso guys, like yeah. laying on your knee on belly, like, it's the absolute worst, but I do want to take a slight detour to talk a little bit more about wrestling because there were a couple of really huge things that happened at the tournament. So the first thing is the three-time defending champion yeah. from Iowa, Spencer Lee. Now, guys, yeah. just put this in perspective. He has won the national title his freshman, sophomore, junior year. In his senior year, this was supposed to be his coronation, right? But yeah. he lost in the semifinal to a kid from Purdue. I, I can't remember his name. His name's uh, escaping me right now. Um, oh, what's the kid's name? Oh, Matt Ramos. And then Ramos ended up losing in the final to Pat Glory from Princeton. But that was a huge upset. But then another upset that I don't really know a lot of people were expecting was that 133 in the final. You had Penn State, that's won, what, 10 out of the last 11 or 12 national titles as a team. Just an unprecedented run. But RBY, Roman Bravo Young, that's one of their best guys. He lost in the final to Vito, I think you say his last name, Arujao from Arugia. Cornell. And he, he, of course, he's the one that put it on Dayton Fix. And Oh, man. And because whenever Fix got beat, I was like, how? Like, what is wrong? Like, what happened? It had to just been a fluke. And then he went out there and just 
put it on the dude. I've never seen a wrestler move quite that fast at any weight. Fast. He was lightning fast. His outside sweepy ankle pick uh, mm. was just amazing. He 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 set it up perfectly, uh, and then he just dominated the match. But I didn't know this about him because I didn't know the kid. I mean, I just be honest with you, I didn't know him until he beat Dayton. I mean, I knew he was ranked. I think he was ranked third going into it, which is no joke. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. serious. But uh, but I wasn't really um, I I didn't really hadn't watched him ever I'd never watched him wrestle I just saw some stuff on Instagram and stuff about him right but he goes out there and he's super quick and and we're and afterwards I was like who is this kid like what's his background yeah. so his dad is a two time world champion from Russia oh wow and uh, and so they came over and met with President Trump too and I mean his dad was elated. To meet President Trump, and so of course, so was so was his son, a whole family. They had the whole family over there and stuff. And I mean, they were talking, shaking hands, um, and uh, and of course, uh, President Trump was interested in both of them. His dad's a pro- his dad is not five foot three, sawed off guy, and just looks like he could still get after it. And uh, but I think that was <laughs> I know I know Yanni's match was you know the greatest, probably one of the best finals matches uh, of all time. I mean, it was just a great match. But I enjoyed watching that kid from Cornell. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. I enjoy, I enjoyed watching his match, and I've watched more highlights from his match than I had the entire tournament because he was just his moves were so fluent, his attack, his reshots, uh, his counters. They, he was so on and so dialed on dialed in. That's what the tournament represents, right? You bring out the best of people, and people have great tournaments and they become champions. Right. Well, I was embarrassed that I didn't know anything about the kid until that happened because, you know, again, I was watching that last because I think that was last or second to last in, in terms of the lineup or something like that or third last. I can't remember. It, but it, it was, was just the, uh, it was the third was 33. Uh, right. So it was 33, well, it was 33 and then 33, went 41, 48. Yeah. So that's what it was. And so, like, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, again, this is the coronation for RBY, and he out RBY'd RBY, like, all the athletic, the scrambles, the speed, and again, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, you try to pick things up that are, you know, going to match your body style, or match your athletic ability, or match your explosiveness, and it's like, I've done things that looked like that, but it would have to look like that if you slowed down him doing it in person, because he does it at just an astonishing level, an absolutely astonishing level. But we do need to come back around to to the world of politics because some people might say that Donald Trump's hanging out with you over the weekend. It's, is that going to be the last time he's going to hang out before he gets arrested? Because no. what dominated the news cycle all weekend right. is that a former president, I believe for the first time ever, is potentially going to be arrested. So, you know, guys have basically heard about it up to this point. You know, there's a DA in New York that had an ax to grind and they ground that ax all the way down. They signaled that they were going to do it. And wouldn't you know it, they think they found something, a misdemeanor, and they're going to get the photo op that they think they want to get. They want the former president in handcuffs. They want to do all these different things. Trump says he thinks he's going to be arrested Tuesday. It could be uh, delayed a few days. It could never happen. We don't really know. Tell me what you know about the situation, because I'm not going to sit here and let you tell me that y'all didn't talk about it at any point. Actually, we but never. This is we we honestly okay. telling you we never spoke about it. We talked we talked politics this much. He was there for wrestling. That was it. Now that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not spun up on some of the details on what's going on. But between him and I, I'm, it's the only time we've ever sat and visited and not talked politics. And we visited the entire time. And he was just all about the, the, the wrestling that day. He, that's all he was. He 
he was even he even said this one time he said because the crowd just loved him i mean from the moment he walked in hmm. to everything else he's like why he says why is this why is this crowd i mean he quote said why does this crowd love me and i said because we're all fighters i said and we see you as a fighter you fight we respect fighters. That's what the wrestling community is. I mean, we're a bunch of fighters that it's a small community too. And we all love each other too. I mean, honestly, we do. We hate each other when we're competing. Don't get me wrong. But we're going to be there when push comes to shove. If you come out and you fill an application out for me, for one of my companies, and it says I wrestled, you go to the top of the list. It's a, it's, it's a large but small fraternity. And uh, and he kind of chuckled by that. And I said, and the idea that you wrestled, and no, most people in this arena never knew that, and uh, and the idea you're here, I said they that's that's big for them. Now getting back to to the politics side of it, it's going to be very difficult for him to actually get arrested. Now keep in mind this is a DA uh, that is uh, that's in in the state. Uh, he's protected President he President Trump is protected by federal secret services. The mm-hmm. f- secret services job is protect from two things harassment or actually three things harassment embarrassment and death that's their job their job for the rest of their life on president trump and and any ex-president and current president or any other person that's there that they're on or anybody that did protective service detail work like i used to do it's it there's three things it's harassment embarrassment and death there is no way Secret Service is going to allow them to take a picture with President Trump being marched in in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's going to be very difficult for them to actually get custody of President Trump. He is their custody. So they're going to take him and, and put him into a prison or into a jail cell. Not a chance. It's, it, that, that isn't because then they lose control of their principal. For the rest of our, for the rest of his life, we are to protect that president. Why? Because he has information that is detrimental to the United States if it were to get out. Mm-hmm. So there is a, there is, there is. That's going to be difficult for them to take that. Now, could they put, um, could they file charges and say that he's got to be there? They could even put a arrest warrant out. I don't, I don't know if they do or not. But if they did arrest him, it would almost guarantee him the presidency in two years. I mean, because people that were kind of, I kind of wish President Trump wouldn't run. I'm not saying that's me. I obviously endorsed him. I'm just saying I've heard that from people who say, hey, let's move on. Let's go get another president. We love him. Love what he did for the country. Uh, loved his policy. Maybe didn't care too much for his antics. Uh, I hear that all the time. I mean, I think you'd probably, you'd probably say you've heard that too. But they loved his policy. He was good for America. A lot of those people are saying, maybe it's time for somebody else. Um but they'd still vote for him. If they were to arrest him, all those people that were like, eh, they're like, okay, fine. You keep screwing with him. You keep messing with him. You won't leave him alone. He needs to run just to get you guys off their back. Enough's enough. And and that's the, that's what's going to end up happening if they end up going through with this, which is so stupid because everybody knows it's nothing but political. Because if we wanted to dig down, there was plenty of crap we could have went after the the Clintons with. I mean, plenty of stuff. Sure, um, I, I, Hillary or 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 Bill. I, I'm not. I, I wouldn't say that the same with Obama. That wasn't the same with them. There really wasn't. Everybody was just upset about him being uh, uh, President Obama. They just didn't like him. Uh, but that doesn't make it criminal. But let me tell you, Biden, Biden, but this Biden stuff, it smells really, 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 really bad. And yep. uh, and they better know that too going forward. 
Biden's not going to be in office. Most people think it's more than likely he's not going to run in two years. Uh, and if he does, he may not win. It, tit for tat happens. And and they know that's going to happen. They, they, they got to realize that this is it's going to come back and bite them if they do this. So a couple of things on that. So I've heard the same sentiment. If they get her, if he gets arrested, it basically guarantees that he at least wins the nomination, if not the entire thing. Right. I, I would be inclined to believe that because I heard the same thing after the Mar-a-Lago raid. And then I haven't really heard anything about it for months. The other thing is, is we're like a year and a half away from the general election. And so if he does ride this wave through the, to getting the Republican ticket and then going, it's like the, people are going to forget like they're not fired up there. I can't see people being fired up three weeks from now, much less a year and a half from now. So, so that's one yep. thing. The second thing that I would say on that is I guess I, I'm cautious about the Democrats and their, I don't want to give 3d chess ideas to, to people and to, and to say that. And I, I just assume that people that, that hold office, no offense are not really the smartest amongst us. They're there's just the ones that got elected. Right. No, yeah. but like, no offense it, by that. I'm, I'll take that. Absolutely. I'm not offended by that at all. However, if you well, were, you know, you go to the seen them. Right. Yeah. Hey, we, that's why I'm in my studio and you're in your house. But like the, the thing about it is, is like Democrats during the midterms, they, they would push, the some people that they thought that would be easier to beat through the Republican pi primaries, and it worked out gangbusters for them during the midterms. And so let's just say, let's just suspend belief here. Let's say this is like some 3D underwater chess going on. They want Donald Trump to run because they think he's super beatable by Joe Biden or any random Democrat that they put in there that has half a pulse. Do you see that being the case? Because like, I don't, because they kind of did that in 2016 and it bit them in the butt in, in a big way. I just don't know that they're going to do that again and make the same mistake. They they hate, they hate President Trump and they are blinded by anything else but that. It, the hatred yep. for him by the, by, by the left is so real and so blinding. It's, it, it is, it's, it's sad and laughable at the same time. And, uh, and, and just to get this, but just by digging, 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 they've been digging for, for six years on this guy for anything they could find. And it's taken them six years to actually find something that they think they can go after him with. If they dug yeah. on your life for six years, they could probably find, find something. something. I mean, you're going to, you're going to mess up on a tax return, maybe as small as it could be, but they can make that small little issue and say it was tax evasion. If they mm -hmm. dug in on anybody inside the United States, I don't care who you are, they're going to find something eventually to dig on you. So the fact that it's taken them six years honestly speaks volume. But they're they it's not because they are it's not because they are um, they're they're wanting to put him there. It's because the 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 DA um, or the the prosecuting attorney. Um, has they they ran on this? This is what they yeah, of ran on. This is what this is what their AG ran on. This is this is what the governor of 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 New York ran on. I mean, you you have politicians that campaigned on throwing President Trump in jail. I mean, you go all the way back to to his first midterm election, and uh, in twenty eighteen. You had you had Democrats that came into the House and came to the Senate that campaigned about impeaching and throwing and throwing the president uh, in, into jail.
So they are trying to fulfill a campaign promise, not thinking what the 2024 uh, presidential election is going to look like. So, Mark Wayne, I'm, I'm curious, what are your thoughts about what this looks like for the future? Because it's scary. Again, well, the, the phrase banana republic has been thrown around quite yeah. a bit. Like, oh, you know, the Mar-a-Lago raid was banana republic stuff. And this is kind of banana republic stuff. So it's not quite the same as you literally sending out, you know, a black clad team of guys with, you know, M4s, you know, stay, taking the former president out of his house and throwing him in a jail cell and throwing the key away. Like that's banana republic stuff. But this this feels more than icky. This feels more than political. This feels like hate. It's kind of like what you said. They're blinded by it. And I see this, Mark Wayne, because you don't deal in this world as much as I do. But even like the evangelical world, I feel like 2016 broke the brains of a lot of pastors, certainly broke the brains of a lot of people in the news media and in politics. But it's like people just couldn't get over how much they hated this man right. and their excitement at any possible thing. They, they latched on to the first impeachment, latched on to the second impeachment, latched on to the Russia gate. Like they latch on to everything because they're like orange man, bad. He needs to go down. But what kind of precedent does this set? Because I'm not so naive to think that Republicans wouldn't do the same thing. Now, I don't think they have the same capacity well, for yeah. immorality and evil, but you know, it's kind of crazy to me. Well, I'll, I'll, first of all, most people that throw banana Republic around, it's because of a term that they caught off social media or they remember it on, from a news cycle. They don't actually understand what a banana, banana Republic looks like or what is, what, what a coup is because they, they haven't, they haven't ever experienced it and, and they really haven't ever studied it or even looked into it. Unfortunately, I'll tell you, I was in that camp until I got into office. In fact, I was in that camp until probably uh, four years ago, five years ago, uh, and when I started working with, um, uh, it was, it's called HDP, House Democracy uh, um, uh, Committee, where we, uh, we, we went around and we stood up and worked with democracies that were trying to come out of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a coup, or of a of a, um, a communist country or a dictator, and we dealt with this. We worked with countries that were that were in a coup or that was dealing with banana republic. And so I, I I've always cautioned people to throw out those extreme terms because they have different meanings around the world. And yeah. so when we use those terms, we we play right in the hands of of what Russia and China wants the rest of the world to look at us like. Because they want the rest of the world to think we are a banana republic. We are a unique republic, and no one else is going to have another republic like us because we have been a free country from conception. And, and so we have, we have no concept of anything else. I don't mean to get on a soapbox on that, but that's what I'm going to use. Now, as you say in republic, Republicans could use this same thing. Of course, we have, we have definitely, um, we, we're, we're definitely uh, tired of what's taking place, and it's time for them to, to reap what they've sowed. But I'll go back to when um, when Hillary Clinton lost the 2016 election. There was a opportunity for us to to um, to bring charges against her, uh, especially with uh, some of the stuff that they that she had done with. Um, uh, her her clearances with her mm -hmm. with her servers uh, with the misleading information that she was given, which is misleading means she lied outright lied uh, while she was investigation investigating or why she's being investigated. 
there was a lot of information uh, about what had happened and how she used the Democrat committee to uh, to to form alliances with organizations, which is campaign fraud. And so there was a lot of information that could have been and should have been looked at. But we were actually very cautious about it mm-hmm. because we knew that Russia and China wanted us to do this. There'd be nothing more than they would want President Trump, especially as, as volatile and as, as much turmoil as the country was in going out of the 2016 election and, and everything that was happening around the country in the first uh, couple of years of the president's, uh, of President Trump's uh, time in office. There was nothing more than they would have loved to seen in the middle of that, uh, of us hauling the former first lady, President Trump's uh, opponent, into court and charging her. And so we didn't want to play into the propaganda hand of, uh, of honestly, of the Communist Party that's trying to make us look weak. They're wanting to influence us because the weaker we look, the more they go to these countries and say, look, look what a mess they are. This is what you want. This is what you want in your country. And so there's a lot of this that plays into, into the world stage. And so we had to make a decision do we just let it go and try to move forward as a country? And that was what we decided to do. As Republicans in 2016, 2017, working with President Trump at the time, we had made a decision that it was best for us to try to try moving on and leave this alone. And that's what's so frustrating to all of us because the Democrats knew this, the Clintons knew this, that we could have went after them but because we made a decision that was based on the country's best needs, not on what we wanted to do, but what we felt like was best for the country, we purposely decided not to. And then to see them come after President Trump, you got to understand there's a lot more anger behind Trump because Trump made that decision too. We made that decision. So there's a lot of anger that said, hold on. You came back after we gave you an olive, olive, olive branch. You came back and literally bit our fingers off, and now you're trying to bite our head off. So, yeah, you're going to see a little bit more aggressive behavior from us because when we tried to get to let it go and tried to move forward, they came after us. So I think there will definitely be, um, a, and I wouldn't even call it tit for tat like I did before. There will be, be a lot of people held accountable for what they've done, but especially as many holes as happened with the Biden administration and with the Biden family, you're going to definitely be see us going after trying to hold them accountable. It seems like the word I would almost use would be reckoning that there will be a reckoning coming because you do see conservatives pushing back way harder, <coughs> excuse me, on the social issues than they ever have. Because again, the, people have to realize that there are a lot of issues that don't have a moderate position. There are some that do like, you know, immigration policy or tax policy or things like that. Those have a moderate position, but whether or not we should allow, you know, doctors to mutilate children because they think they're the opposite sex. There's no moderate position on that. There's no moderate position on protecting mm-hmm. life inside the womb. It's binary. It's either that's a life worthy of protection or it's not. And so th- there's a whole lot that, that could be more that could be said there. But to I mean, a degree, we kind of need to see how the week plays out. I mean, when you start, you start thinking about it, it's hypocritical. If it fits their agenda, age doesn't matter. If it doesn't fit their agenda, age matters. I mean, um, you could, you're old enough to make a decision to alter your life for the rest of your life right? at six years old and decides you want a sex change 
And you can go, I don't know if it's six, it may be nine. I'm just throwing out a time there, but it's way yeah. before you're even a teenager. You can, you can decide and, 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 and states are trying to say, well, you don't even have, if your parents don't even want to give you permission, that's fine. The school will handle it because we know what's best for the kids. So you're going to be able to make that decision, but yet you're not old enough to buy a gun until you're 21, 25, or just all together. You can't handle it. So we're just trying to get away from the second amendment. I mean, yeah. I do the same thing about tobacco. You know, 18, you're not smart enough, but you're all able to sign up for the United States military services, whatever branch you decide to go into, and you can die for this country, but you can't buy tobacco or you can't buy alcohol. And I don't drink and I don't smoke, don't dip. So I, it's no, but it, it, the age limits to me seems like it only fits their agenda. But when it fits their, when it fits their agenda, they got to do the, the age doesn't matter. Yeah, that's certainly a thing that it's it's definitely hypocritical. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense philosophically, but to them, it's like, okay, they've fought this way. They fought dirty for long enough. Republicans and conservatives seem to be wanting, they were like, okay, I'll, I'll get dirty. I'll get down in the mud with you too on social issues. And now that seems to be moving to the political realm as well. So we'll see how that plays out throughout the week. But before yeah. we get you out of here, uh, you kind of went viral a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, because you got in a little dust up with a uh, labor leader who's a oh, leader wow. of the team the <laughs> you said it I didn't yeah. but he's a leader of the Teamsters Union his name's Sean O'Brien and so you know if people haven't seen the clip guys I'll put it in the show notes so you can watch the whole clip yourself and you can decide whatever you want to decide about it but tell me set it up for me like why was he there why were you there and then what caused this friction between you and this guy that you know kind of led to y'all kind of you know getting in this dust up in front of everybody well, uh, Sean O'Brien, Brian, he's the um, he's the, the the union boss for the Teamsters, and Bernie Sanders is the, the chairman of this committee, and he's just you know Bernie's just, he's an open socialist, right? So socialist yep. wants people to rule everything, so they so he's very very pro union on everything, and the whole the whole part of the committee hearing was about union busting. And that they wanted to um, take away secret balloting for for unions being able to vote for employees union wanting to vote if they wanted to go union or non-union. And what that means is is that secret balloting means you take your your ballot and you put it into a secret ballot like you would when you vote for the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. But what they want to do is they want someone to watch you. They want a union member to watch over every ballot. When you when you fill out your ballot, a union member has to be present while you fill it out. And sounds and they, like intimidation. Yeah, hundred percent intimidation. Then they wanted. Then they want to also do away with the right to work states like Oklahoma. Oklahoma has actually pretty thriving unions. Which I'm not against unions. If you want to be part of a union, by all means, be part of a union um, if that's what your choice. But a right to work state is a state that says. I can go work for a union shop, but I don't have to join the union because I don't support their ideas. I don't want my union dues supporting Joe Biden. I don't want my union dues supporting Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg. I, I, I want my union. I, I want to keep my money and, and, and decide how I want to spend it. And so during this hearing, they were giving their testimonies and what they're in the, during their testimonies, they were just demonizing CEOs of companies. Uh, that they were uh, that they were intimidating their employees because everybody would want to be a union member, but they are threatening their employees. Uh, if they do this, they're not going to have a job. 
they said that they were saying that uh, union shops are are safer for females because non-union shops are open for sexual harassment and uh, and um, uh, sexual assault. And they said that uh, union shops are less racist and that uh, non-union shops are racist in, in nature. Uh, because they're 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 all out for themselves, and that CEOs are just billionaire pigs. And so when it was my time, I I I use the example when the when the unions tried to unionize me uh, in 2008, 2009, 2010, they tried to unionize me. And you're talking about intimidation. They'd show up my house. They'd be leaned up against my truck. And I don't know if in, in Oklahoma, for your listeners, you don't lean against somebody's truck unless you want to be punched mm-hmm. in the mouth. Unless you were invited to lean against that truck, I mean, yep. it's just it's just it's just what way we are. And they would be outside my shop. They were showing up at my shop. One thing that people don't realize is that a union, if if you're in a right to work state, a union uh, organization that is over that organization for us as pipe fitters, they can literally walk into your shop in any door, any filing cabinet that is open. They have the right to go through. So you have to seal all those areas off. I didn't know this. And so the first time they walked into my shop and started going through all my paperwork, and I told them to get out. They said they didn't have to get out. And I physically removed somebody from my office. I said, you don't have the right to be in here. And then I found out, well, they can if I don't have it all sealed off. You're talking about intimidation. Kyle, they were standing out in front of my in front of our, our job sites with these huge signs for a year that said, mm-hmm. shame on Mullen. For what? And I brought that up to him and he didn't want to hear about it. He kept coming back at me about it. And, and then I asked him, I said, what job do you create? What job? Give me one job that you've created. Because he's demonizing the CEOs, the owners like me, who create the jobs that hire his members. And right. yet he, he, he demonizes all of them. He, he says we're all just filthy crooks. And this guy is the same guy who's been charged with multiple mis, 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 uh, misdemeanors for intimidating uh, uh, people and for harassing people. And he's actually been on record saying he wants to bring the mob mentality back to the Teamsters. And so when he came, when he came after me, I was just like, man, I don't deal with bullies. I'm, I'm five foot nine. Uh, I, I grew up with a really bad speech impediment and used to have braces on my legs. I know what being bullied is. Uh, I, I learned to fight out of necessity because I couldn't argue with you and I couldn't outrun you. And so I, I have a I have a very um, deep conviction about pushing in to bullies, and that's what he was. And so when he came after me, I told him I said, "Man, you shut your mouth." And I don't think he liked that. And I really don't care. And what's interesting about this is that my death threats went through the roof, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people got pretty concerned by it. But I was like, "I'm I'm not because you're not going to sit there and say something that's not true." There's a reason why unions in the 1950s represented 30% of the workforce, and today they're less than 9%. There, there's a reason for that. It's not that we don't have less employees. It's that people are sick of their antics. In Oklahoma, honestly, because we are a right-to-work state, a lot of our unions thrive. Good on them. As I said, mm-hmm. I'm not against unions. I'm against bullying. And, uh, and, and if you have a right-to-work state and you give the employees the right to choose if they want to be in a union or not to union, then let your merit stand alone. Let your merit stand alone. The reason why my shop didn't go union is because I paid better and had better benefits and I was a better work environment for them. Uh, and my my shop decided not to join the union. If your shop decides to join the union, then good on it. But then you don't force employees to join it. 
And don't don't talk to me about intimidation when you're not okay with secret balloting. Because as you said, Kyle, if you are given a ballot to someone and you stand over them and make sure they fill it out correctly, that in definition alone is intimidating. Well, it's intimidating and also when you go back and study any of the elections that happened, like, you know, Tammany Hall, the stuff that happened in New York and things like that. Yes, they were, you know, taking people in and having them vote and then they were shaving them and bringing them back and they were doing all these different things. But the overall point was intimidation. It's like, we are smarter than you. We are better than you. We know what needs to happen. We need to get this guy in office in this place and you're just going to be a pawn in our scheme. And whenever you tie that in to your work environment, which immediately goes to, because if you're kind of a go along to get along guy and this is your job to support your family, do you want to be the guy that looks your wife in the eye or your kids in the eye and says, hey, <clears throat> dad had to leave his job on principle. Sorry, we're not going to be able to eat this week. That's not something that a lot of these guys and gals that work at these places can do. Right. And so whenever you try to strong arm people and put them under your thumb, that is the mob mentality. That's right. how you can control people. And so <clears throat> I'm glad you pushed back against them. Again, he didn't like it because again, a bullies just want to be told how right they are. They don't ever want to be pushed back against. And again, he never made a claim that refuted your claims. That's no. the other thing is where it's like, okay, sir, <clears throat> uh, Senator, thank you so much uh, for what you said. Here's where I would correct the record on the things that you said and then lay it out there and then let the public decide. But he didn't do that. He kind of was like, ah, whatever. I don't really need to listen to this and blah, blah, blah. And he got all offended and got all huffy. It's like, that's why when you're in a debate with people, and I tell people all the time, remain calm because the first person to yell loses. But also if you cannot cogently and quietly explain your position and why the other person is wrong, guess what? You're going to seem wrong. <laughs> like the, right. you are going to be the one that seems like this isn't going to work out well for you. So is this the last we're going to see of you and uh, Mr. O'Brien, or is there going to be uh, another chance for y'all to be in the same room? Well, I, if I'm betting, uh, I would assume that uh, Bernie Sanders is going to have the unions in his committee that I have to set on. Uh, as often as possible. I don't know if Sean will come back up or not. I I, uh, I, I kind of hope he does because there's a lot more that needs to be said. And I'll probably approach it a little bit different because I approached, I went right at him. I really did. I, I had, I got locked on the bully real quick. There was other mm-hmm. union uh, leaders that were there too, but they weren't quite as aggressive as Sean. So I'd probably approach it a tad bit different. I'm not going to say the outcome won't be any different. But uh, I think there's a lot of stuff they need to answer. So I, I hope he comes back uh, and and we'll see. Uh, I, he, he, he just his office is literally a block and a half. The Teamsters Union Hall is literally a block and a half from the Capitol. I'm going to assume it's not going to be the last time y'all are going to be in the same room, but who, who knows? Y'all could end up being buddies at some point down the road. Yeah. Maybe you can get him into jujitsu and then y'all yeah. can just settle it on the mat. You know, uh, you yeah. know, we can all have our dreams, I, but hey. I, I'm open. I'm open. I can, I can, I can let relationships build, but I have a feeling that sometimes you're just too far separate. And I think him and I are probably there. Yeah. Some people are just oil and water, but there's more stuff to talk about, but you're out of time. That's all for me. Is there anything else you want to get off your chest? I'm good, brother. I appreciate you having me on. Mark Wayne Mullen. Thank you again for coming back on a daunted life of man's podcast. Thank you. There you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed the latest installment of From the Senate with Mark Wayne Mullen. But before we let you go, we are going to do a quick resilience boost at Undaunted Life. Our mission is equipping men to push back darkness with content that forges spiritual, mental, and physical resilience. So the links I've got for you today, I got a link to our donation page. I got a link to Mark Wayne Mullen's website where you can go and check out his information. And I've also got a YouTube link to his dust up with that labor leader. So you can check that out there as well. 
Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Wherever you're listening to this, please subscribe, rate, and leave us a positive five-star review. If you want me to come speak live at your event or on your podcast, just shoot me an email to info at undaunted.life. That's I-N-F-O at undaunted.life. Follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook and check out our website for everything else, including how to donate to keep more content like this coming your way. Just go to www.undaunted.life. And as always, we want to thank the band August Burns Red for allowing us to use their music for our content. The music on this podcast is our song Cutting the Tides, which is off their 10th anniversary re-recording of their album Leveler. The links are in the description. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Remember, keep pushing back darkness, keep forging spiritual, mental, and physical resilience, keep seeking the Lion of Judah. Judah.